Greetings! Welcome to Sunday's Wisdom, the sermon podcast of St. John's United Church of Christ. We are in beautiful Maslin, Ohio. At St. John's UCC, we are a community who welcomes everyone and where both tradition and progressive Christian values come together. Our minister is the Reverend David Oliver Kling. We all call him Pastor Oliver. You are welcome here, and thank you for listening. A couple of folks have asked me to talk about the doctrine of the Trinity, and today seems like a good Sunday to talk about this important doctrine within Christianity, especially since the Trinity is often misunderstood and frankly can be confusing. I may preach on the Trinity again next year on Trinity Sunday, which incidentally is May 26th, so be forewarned. In exploring the doctrine of the Trinity, I created a guided meditation to get us started. Let us ponder together the doctrine of the Trinity. In the Gospel of Matthew, Jesus instructs his disciples by saying, Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything that I have commanded you. And remember, I am with you always to the end of the age. The Most Holy Trinity, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit, is a mystery of the Christian faith revealed to the Church and taught throughout the ages. Let us spend a few moments reflecting upon the Holy Trinity through searching our hearts and contemplating the meaning of Scripture. The Holy Trinity is our God, the God of Christianity. The Holy Trinity is three persons, the unoriginate, the begotten, and spirit, united with one nature that sacred Scripture and tradition calls Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. As a community, we see this trinity of persons, our God, in different ways. As parent, child, and spirit. As creator, redeemer, sustainer. As mother, father, child, and Holy Ghost. Whatever your manner of viewing the blessed trinity, take a moment and reflect on the three persons and their communion and connection with each other. One nature. The act of creation, so immense and spanning the known universe, is the work of the Holy Trinity. Creation is the work of the first person of the Blessed Trinity that Scripture calls Abba or Father. The unoriginate God who is eternal with no beginning is central to our understanding of creation. Let us reflect on the work of the Holy Trinity as Creator, the work of God the Father from the book of Genesis. In the beginning, When God created the heavens and the earth, the earth was a formless void, and darkness covered the face of the deep, while a wind from God swept over the face of the waters. Then God said, Let there be light. And there was light. And God saw that the light was good. And God separated the light from the darkness. God called the light day, and the darkness he called night. And there was evening, and there was morning the first day. The Holy Trinity as three persons, united together by one nature, was there at creation, turning our attention to the second person of the Blessed Trinity, the begotten Son, who was begotten or generated from the Father eternally, 
Jesus Christ, the incarnation of the begotten Word and Son, second person of the Blessed Trinity, and architect of our salvation in bringing us back into harmony with the Holy Trinity. Let us reflect on the redemptive work of Jesus Christ through the opening words of the Gospel of John. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things came into being through him, and without him not one thing came into being. What has come into being in him was life, and the life was the light of all people. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not overcome it. Finally, let us turn our attention and reflect upon the Holy Spirit, the third person of the Blessed Trinity, who proceeds from the unoriginate Father and the begotten Son. They are united in love. The Holy Spirit who sanctifies us and who resides within the temple of our bodies. Let us reflect upon the work of the Holy Spirit as seen in the Gospel of Matthew. Then Jesus came from Galilee to John at the Jordan to be baptized by him. John would have prevented him, saying, I need to be baptized by you, and do you come to me? But Jesus answered him, Let it be so now, for it is proper for us in this way to fulfill all righteousness. Then he consented. And when Jesus had been baptized, just as he came up from the water, suddenly the heavens were opened to him, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting on him. And a voice from heaven said, This is my Son, the Beloved with whom I am well pleased. We give praise to and seek the blessings of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Mother of us all. Amen. Let me explain a few points from this meditation. I used unoriginate to represent God the Father, to make clear that God the Father was not created, but has existed eternally and without an origin. I used begotten to represent God the Son, to show that God the Son was generated or begotten by God the Father, but not made, as the Nicene Creed makes clear, which I will explore in a few moments. I know that unoriginate and begotten as names for God the Father and God the Son lack a sense of dynamic pull within liturgy or sermon illustrations, but it was my intention to use terms that are appropriate in the theological understanding of the Trinity. I put a final flair on the meditation with Mother of Us All to acknowledge that God created humanity in the image of God. And therefore, God is both male and female, father and mother, and that one gender need not supersede another. Gender and gender identity has become a hot topic lately, and I don't want to get sidetracked too much, but I do want to acknowledge that inclusive language is an important topic to many and that I am sensitive to this subject. For most of the sermon today, I use traditional Trinitarian language, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. That doesn't mean I'm not sensitive to inclusive language, 
but it is challenging to talk about the Trinity in any other way. Our Constitution here at St. John's United Church of Christ has a section on doctrine and makes specific reference to the Heidelberg Catechism, Luther's Catechisms, the Augsburg's Confession, the Apostles' Creed, and other historic creeds. Let's dive into some of these documents for insights into the doctrine of the Trinity. The Apostles' Creed is from the middle of the 3rd century and is in three parts. It's a short creed, and it goes as follows. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, Creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, His only begotten Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to hell. The third day He arose again from the dead. He ascended to heaven and is seated at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From there He will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and life everlasting. Amen. The Heidelberg Catechism was published in 1563 at Heidelberg University in Germany and is attributed to a Reformed theologian named Zacharias Ursinius. The Catechism was written in a question-and-answer format and addresses the Apostles' Creed with the question on how the Creed is structured. Question 24 of the Catechism states, How are these articles divided? With the answer being, into three parts. God the Father in our creation, God the Son in our deliverance, and God the Holy Spirit in our sanctification. In question 25, the Catechism continues by asking, Since there is only one divine being, why do you speak of three, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit? With the answer being, because that is how God has revealed himself in his word. These three distinct persons are one true eternal God. The Catechism refers to several passages of Scripture. Here are a few that explain the answers in the Catechism. From the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 6, verse 4, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. From 1 Corinthians, chapter 8, verse 6, Yet for us there is but one God, the Father, from whom all things came and from whom we live. And there is but one Lord, Jesus Christ, through whom all things came and through whom we live. From the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 3, verses 16 and 17, As soon as Jesus was baptized, he went up out of the water. At that moment, heaven was opened, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting on him. And a voice from heaven said, This is my Son, whom I love, with whom I am very pleased. Another important creed is the Nicene Creed, which dates to the Council of Nicaea in 325 of the Common Era. It's long, so I will just share a part of it. I believe in one God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all things visible and invisible. I believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, born of the Father before all ages. God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made, consubstantial with the Father. Through him all things were made. For us men and for our salvation he came down from heaven, and by the Holy Spirit was incarnate of the Virgin Mary and became man. The important takeaway from the Nicene Creed is the line, consubstantial with the Father. Consubstantial means of the same substance or essence, in that what makes God the Father God also makes God the Son God. I'm sure this is all a bit confusing. I'm trying to make it understandable, so bear with me. The Augsburg's Confession is a document from 1530 and is the basis of faith within our German evangelical synodal tradition. Article 1 of the Augsburg Confession, addresses God and in part reads, 
our churches with common consent do teach that the decree of the Council of Nicaea concerning the unity of the divine essence and concerning the three persons is true and to be believed without any doubting. That is to say, there is one divine essence which is called and which is God, eternal, without body, without parts, of infinite power, wisdom, and goodness, the maker and preserver of all things, visible and invisible. And yet there are three persons of the same essence and power who also are co-eternal, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. And the term person they use as the fathers have used it to signify not a part or quality in another, but that which subsists of itself. The Augsburg Confession talks about divine essence and three persons. Let me break all that down. Yes, the Holy Trinity is composed of three persons, not one person with different characteristics or modes of operation. The Trinity is not like someone who might say, I'm a father to my kids, I am also a son to my parents, I also have hobbies and interests, and my job is whatever, etc., etc. The Trinity is three distinct persons. God the Father, who is unoriginate and uncreated, having existed since before time existed and eternal. God the Son, begotten and not made. God the Son is the Word made flesh, the opening words of the Gospel of John. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. God the Holy Spirit, which the Nicene Creed states is the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son is adored and glorified, who has spoken through the prophets. Sounds like three separate gods. And this is where most people start to get confused. Although you're probably thinking, start to get confused. I've been confused since he started talking. Three distinct persons is important to understanding the Trinity. So when people say, Jesus prayed to himself on the cross, you can say, no, God the Son in the form of Jesus Christ, prayed to God the Father. Remember, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. When we celebrate Christmas, we celebrate the birth of Jesus of Nazareth. Christmas is the feast of the Incarnation. It is when God the Son became man, Jesus of Nazareth, Jesus Christ. God the Father did not become Jesus Christ. God the Son incarnated and became Jesus Christ, true God and true man. God the Holy Spirit descended upon Mary and, as the Apostles' Creed states, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. God the Holy Spirit descended upon Mary and, as the Apostles' Creed states, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. And, as the Nicene Creed states, He, God the Son, came down from heaven, and by the Holy Spirit was incarnate of the Virgin Mary and became man, Jesus Christ. The Augsburg Confession also mentions divine essence. This is where things start to get interesting. Divine essence is the same as consubstantial and is the nature of God for all three persons of the Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. The nature of each person of the Trinity is identical to the other, and the nature or divine essence are synonymous for God's unity. The divine essence of God is what constitutes the triune God itself, divinity, being, love, goodness, truth, and most importantly, relationship. What keeps the triune God of Christianity from being polytheism or multiple gods and three distinct separate gods 
is relationship. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit are of the same divine essence, and they are in complete and harmonious relationship with each other. Theologian Leonardo Boff describes this relationship with the following. So there are three gods, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Well, there would be if one were alongside and unrelated to the others. There would be, except for the relating and inclusion of the three divine persons. The three do not first exist and then relate. Without beginning, they live together eternally and are interconnected. That is why they are one God, God Trinity. So the three persons of the Trinity have the highest form of love for one another, and it is this love that holds them together. The Greek term for the love that the persons of the Trinity have for one another is called perichoresis. The three persons of the Trinity are of the same divine essence and act in harmony together because of their divine relationship. What I have shared with you today is a traditional understanding of the doctrine of the Trinity as enshrined in our theological tradition. One of the beauties of the United Church of Christ is our respect for individual liberties, and that includes allowing for conversations and different views. You may think this doctrine of the Trinity is too confusing and decide to accept another view of who God is and what you believe, and that is okay. This is why the statement of faith within the United Church of Christ is more of a conversation starter than a strict creed. I mentioned the Greek term perichoresis, the love that the three persons of the Trinity have for each other. This perichoresis is seen in what Jesus commanded of us. Love God with your whole heart, mind, and soul, and love your neighbor as yourself. Jesus was speaking in Trinitarian language. The beloved community, the kingdom of heaven, can be seen in the here and now when we mirror this love. It is through love that we are one people, one humanity, and not many. It is through love that the three persons of the Trinity are one God and not three gods. Let us pray. Holy Trinity, divine creator who created out of nothing, miracle of our redemption and source of our sanctification, bless us and sustain us. Holy Trinity, we are sustained by your creation and we witness the wonder of your creation that we see all around us and we are grateful. Holy Trinity, We are saved by your redeeming work, and our suffering is not meaningless because you share in our pain and make it your own, and we are grateful. Holy Trinity, we are sanctified by your presence in our lives and by our relationship to you, and we are grateful. Amen. 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 Thank you for listening to Sunday's Wisdom, the sermon podcast of St. John's United Church of Christ in Maslin, Ohio. Please subscribe and check us out online at st-johns-ucc.org.